Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. With Brad Biggs. Big time. Big Z. His name is Brad Biggs. Brad Biggs talks football with you. <laughs> Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Brad Biggs, the football man of the Chicago Tribune, a long time contributor to the station and a valued friend. And he joins us now. On the uh, on the Signature Bank Score Hotline, Signature Bank making commercial banking personal. Big Zay, morning, Brad. Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, you're the man, and uh, I'm just curious. When you get to the end of a season like that, I, I mean, extraordinary that the Bears wind up with the first overall selection and everything. But man, that was a long year and a difficult one. Yeah, I mean that's a tough uh that's a tough road when a team uh, you know runs the table in the last 10 games, right? You don't expect to see that. You don't expect to be ten, you don't expect to see 10 game winning streaks in the National Football League and and it's really uh <clears throat> as difficult to put together a 10 game losing streak is is uh, odd as that may sound i mean it, it's hard to go out there and lose 10 weeks in a row but they um you know they managed to pull it off they they didn't have the wheels on the car here at the end of the season when they were uh getting blown out of some of these games so uh on to the off season on to the rebuilding you know the easy part which is uh Slinging the sledgehammer and and filling up the dumpster that they come drop off for you uh, to tear it down, that's that's complete now, right? The Bears have finished that process. Now the hard work begins, the heavy lifting. We're going to get a a real good look at what the football acumen is like for Ryan Poles and his staff as they go about uh, trying to uh, build this roster up. I think it's going to be a long process. I think it's going to be a multi-year uh, process, and uh, it will be interesting to see, you know, what Poles and, and Matt Eberflus have to say tomorrow morning. That doesn't give them a lot of distance or space from the end of the season to really evaluate what they saw. But um, you know, I don't know that you need to spend a lot of time on game tape from the last three, four weeks to uh, to wrap your arms around this season. So, Brad, it was a wacky day. I was standing next to you in the press box watching the Texans come back and beat the Colts and change everything about the offseason, or did it? I wonder, in terms of just overall, generally speaking, when you look at the difference between drafting number two and drafting number one, how how different is the value in this in today's uh, NFL draft world, and and why is this so exciting of a prospect just moving up one spot? 
Well, I, it, it's exciting because you're going to get all kinds of uh, you know t- trade possibilities that people will be able to discuss between now and, and the draft. And, you know, it, it's not like a trade-down scenario. Here's what people are doing these days. They're, they're coming up with a creative way for the Bears to trade down from one to two and two to three and three to four and four to five. And before you know it, they've got like, you know, eight picks in the first round and first round picks next year. And it, um, you know, it seems a little bizarre. What's the value in the pick? Well, that depends on the year, Dave, you know, that really does. Um, And we'll get a clearer picture as we move forward. I know people would like definitive statements right now. There's a couple Really talented defensive players up there. As always, there's going to be quarterbacks in the conversation uh, at or near the top of the draft. You've got some quarterback needy teams that are behind the Bears. Houston at two. uh, Indianapolis at four. um, Vegas at seven. Atlanta at eight. Carolina at nine. Um, Does Houston really need to trade up with the Bears to get a quarterback? Um, Maybe if they think someone's trying to trade up with the Bears to get ahead of Houston, you could see that happening. Um, but teams aren't going to want to be moving up to draft their next uh, Mitch uh, either when, when Mitch is within arm's reach uh, distance of him. This segment with Brad Biggs is brought to you by global biotech company Horizon Therapeutics, where science and compassion work together to transform lives. And Brad, I guess when we um when we start the evaluation and we look at this season um a difficult one, right? We know the the 10 game losing streak the most in team history, the the 14 losses, the most losses in team history. What are your takeaways with the the head coach? How do you feel about Matt Eberflus now that uh Year one is over. Um, I don't know how much he left on the field. It didn't seem like they had all the the greatest talent in the world, and they were losing guys as the year went on, uh, first via trade and then obviously via injury. What's your your final pronouncement on the 2022 season, the rookie season for the head coach? He got got a young team to to play pretty hard for him, and – you saw them be in a, a lot of ball games, right? Even later in the season, not uh, not the past two weeks, not that game uh, against the Jets in the Meadowlands at the end of November. But for the most part, an undermanned football team really battled. Uh, I don't uh, I don't know that you can say you've you've got a culture established when you're looking to uh, turn over the roster as much as they're going to be looking to do that. Uh, I think that's something that that is really you have to work on annually, and I and I think they realize that. Um, maybe it sounds good, but I, you 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 can't wave the culture flag when you've got a three-win football team, right? Uh, what's your culture? Well, your culture is uh, that of a three-win football team. It's not good enough. Um, so they've got to they've got to get leaps and bounds more competitive next season. The defense is just awful. Uh, they're terrible in the trenches. Doug Coletti and WBBM with, <clears throat> with the stat yesterday, 
that the Bears are the first team since, uh, I believe, at least 1995 to be minus 35 or worse in sack differential. They had uh, 20 sacks, and they allowed 57. So they end up minus 37 in sack differential. Um, That tells Ryan Poles and his staff where they've got to start. They've got to get better in the trenches. I know that um, those clamoring for a wide receiver may not want to hear that, but if you can't be more competitive uh, up front in the National Football League, you're going to have a hard time winning, and, and we saw a great example of that this season almost every week. Brad, great piece in the, in the Tribune on Sunday. You looked at the Bears' draft realities, and you played it out as the Bears need to play it out with Ryan Poles and his staff if they are where they are now, the number one position in the draft, and they have a philosophy of taking the best player available. Due diligence requires them to include quarterbacks in that evaluation, and then in in theory, if the quarterback is the number one player on the board, consider taking him. It's most likely that they will be trading that pick if that's the case. But how would you describe why you wanted to go in that direction and how real that is for every executive uh, to you know, confront, even if they have a quarterback that they feel pretty good about? When you're at the top of the draft, um, especially when you're number one, but if you're in the top, say, four or five, you're hoping to not be in that rare territory again. Uh, so you're up there, quarterbacks, that's that's where they go. You've got to inspect them closely, see what you think, project what they can become uh, b- because you're there. You're right there in the neighborhood uh, where they get selected. That has to be done. You've got to evaluate them against your quarterback and how your quarterback performed. And um, the Bears passing offense was historically bad this season. Not just bad, historically bad uh, over the last uh, 25, 40 years. You know, you look at various categories, just awful. Um, So they've got to improve the offensive line. We talked about the sack differential a moment ago. They've got to get better in the trenches. The wide receivers were not good enough. Byron Pringle got $4 million this year. Uh, He made 10 catches, guys. Um, I'm sure they expected a lot better from him. Knowing him as he came over from the Chiefs, uh, along with Poles and some other people now in the organization, but they've got to be better at wide receiver. And the quarterback's got to be better. So you've got to take a look at available quarterbacks, get a real up-close look at them, and then compare that to what you think of your guy in Justin Fields and how he'll be moving forward. And I would imagine the plan will be to build this out uh, from the inside in the trenches. But but they've got to look at that because – while Justin Fields showed promise this year and flashed, um, everybody takes blame uh, in the uh, lack of production from the passing offense. And while some will um, take that as an attack on Justin Fields, no, it's a criticism of the entire passing offense. That's all 11. 
Yeah, you know, Brad, I got to tell you, I think that it starts with uh, with building the line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball. I I, I do believe in the, the inside-out theory of uh, building a football team. They've got to get they've got to get pass rushers. They've got to figure out a way to improve the defensive front, but they they need work on that offensive line too. And I I don't oh, yeah. know how extensive that has to be. I know you said that um that uh the, the um Braxton Jones, the left tackle, played every snap, but I don't know how well he played on every snap and I don't know that you've solved anything by investing playing time with a guy like that. I think Braxton Jones, the plan there has got to be to take a look at what's available. If they can bring in a top flight left tackle, you're going to do that in a second. And at that point, then you would say, okay, could could we fit Braxton Jones in here somewhere else on the line? Is there a spot that we think he can uh, get better at? Uh, If that left tackle is not available, if you can't find a way to add a premium left tackle via free agency or with what would have to be a very high draft pick, I think you need to, at minimum, create competition for him, push him a little bit. He sounded motivated to uh, get started early this offseason with a lot of work in the weight room to come back as an improved and better football player next year. And I think he's, you know you don't know where the ceiling is for him just yet but yeah the due diligence um applies in a position like left tackle you want to talk about improving your offensive line you should probably start the conversation at the premier position which is left tackle so brad i the bears are three and 14 so the concept of continuity is vastly overrated i would think and yet you have a coaching staff that if they are going to back up the rhetoric with the results or with with you know in practice they would keep everybody in their current jobs are you hearing anything about potential coaching staff moves would one surprise you who might be in the most jeopardy if that's the case i i haven't heard of any moves in that regard i people are going to wonder about alan williams i've got mailbag questions about alan williams for weeks now but um he didn't have any players like there were no horses you could see that in training camp you could see that in the first preseason game that you, you just looked at that defensive line and you knew this football team is not going to stop the run. The people are going to run all over the Chicago Bears. They ended up 31st, allowing more than 157 yards a game. Um, that will be the case next year unless they have uh, improved uh, players on that line. They're, they're simply not going to be able to stop anyone until they bring in a wave of new uh, defensive linemen. They're not going to be able to get after the passer until they bring in a wave of guys that can help them uh, rush the quarterback. Like I said at the beginning of this conversation, guys, this is a multi-year project that I think uh, is underway here, building it back up. The teardown portion of this was 12 months, was one year. Uh, the heavy lifting, I think you're looking at uh, multiple off-seasons to accomplish the goals that they have in mind. They've got a lot of unrestricted free agents. I mean, obviously, David Montgomery is foremost in that. 
Um, but did does anyone maybe Blasson game should be brought back to fullback? I I don't know about any of the wide receivers, Pringle or Harry or Pettis. I just don't know what they're looking at on the offensive line. I would think defensive line. I would think that they're that they're there aren't a lot of those guys coming back unless it's purely as uh, backup type uh, deals. Yeah, David Montgomery's the headliner in the free agents that the Bears have headed uh, to the marketplace. Most of the guys that if they do re-sign them, they're going to be, you know, Equinemius St. Brown type deal, which is a shade above the minimum or something in that neighborhood. You're just going through the list of unrestricted free agents they have that, that played, you know, even semi-meaningful roles, Montgomery, Game. Pettis, Harry, Pringle, uh, the tight ends, Ryan Griffin, Travon Wesco, you know, Riley Reef. I think he's 34 now. Armin Watts on the defensive line, Mike Pinnell, Nick Morrow, the linebacker, Joe Thomas, Matt Adams was good for him on special teams. One guy that stands out a little bit, to be honest with you, is DeAndre Houston Carson. They really value him on special teams. Um, I wonder if he's gotten to the point where he's done enough and he's been enough of a glue guy that they would consider maybe a multi-year contract uh, for him. But, um, you know, this isn't a, this isn't a list where you you look at it and you say like, boy, they got to get these guys. Um, you know, it's, the, there will be a lot of change this off season. So, Brad, obviously you talked to a lot of people in personnel, scouting, and so tonight Jalen Carter for the uh, Georgia is going to be in the center of everything defensively. It's good, an opportunity for Bears fans to look at a guy who might be uh, at the you know on the list and certainly in, in draft range. What are you hearing about Jalen Carter, and, and what are your thoughts about that possibility and how much um, how he would fit here? Well, I mean, you're talking about a, a guy that uh, the physical ability, three technique tackle, he would he would fit right in the middle of that defensive line. You go back to that uh, BCS semifinal game against Ohio State, and I thought he looked. Uh, you know, talking to the scouts, he, he looked uh, looked like he was playing a little heavy. Looked, uh, it didn't look super explosive. You know, it wasn't a great game for Jalen Carter. Does that? Um, you know, move him down anyone's list. No, teams are going to do a ton of homework on all of these players. He's got another opportunity tonight in the championship game to uh, put something different on tape. But, yeah, he's going to be – if you're looking for an interior defensive lineman, he's going to be at or or near the front of, uh, of every conversation uh, this off season, but he just uh, you know didn't get a lot done in that win over the Buckeyes. Brad Ryan Poles spoke about Fields in the pregame, and he said that um, that he's proud of him the way he hung in there. Transition is tough. I'm really looking forward to him taking the next step next year. Is he the? Is he? Is that it? Is it Justin Fields and you build around him? Is that what's going to happen here? Is there any way they would? Uh, evaluate things differently well you would imagine that it's fields and that they build around him they Mm -hmm. they inherited him they've got a chance to work with him um they realize 
with any quarterback that they would have, they've, they've got to be better uh, supporting that position. You know, I think I think physically, Fields went through a lot this season, and it's natural um, for anyone to be proud of him and what he accomplished on the field. Um, and they then they they go to work. Uh, Fields gets to heal up here now for a little bit, and these guys get to uh, to go about the business of um, of building a football roster. Great stuff, Brad. Always a joy. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Brad. Have a great day, guys. That is our guy, Brad Biggs, the football man from the Chicago Tribune. Yeah, we're going to hear from Ryan Poles tomorrow. We should talk about what he might say and the level of his commitment to Justin Fields and how tricky that balance will be, Molly, to publicly be vague but privately be supportive because right. I think there's an, a, a need to do that. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. We'll uh, discuss it next. It's Mully and Haw, 312-644-6767. Getting back to the calls on Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. He's shown ability to make a ton of plays with his legs. No one questions his, his playmaking ability. Um, but really growing as a passer is going to be the next step. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score. That's the general manager, Ryan Poles, talking about quarterback Justin Fields. And I think we all knew that. I think everybody felt the same way that, that um, you know, it was going to be difficult. You know, I was kind of hopeful that they might get to some of that stuff by the end of the year. But it was always going to be difficult to um, – to make that transition, given the weaponry, given the protection, given the issues that you had on this football team, uh, not the least of which was the fact that you 
Earlier in the year, you talked a lot about complementary football, and you got to a point where you couldn't play you that. Couldn't play because it. You the had defense, no more, yeah. no talent, no talent, and you had limited resources on offense. Yeah, and yet, so now the dance begins. I really believe that starting tomorrow, Ryan Poles has to be tactical in the way that he approaches mm-hmm. every opportunity to speak publicly about his quarterback, about his intentions, and about how much he believes in Justin Fields. And I want him to do this, and it may be the impossible ask. But I think everything starts with the premise that I believe you have to see this through with Justin Fields. I don't believe it's practical to move on from Justin Fields. You have too many other holes in your roster. But if you're Ryan Poles, you have to somehow accomplish two things in my mind. Number one, make clear that Justin Fields understands privately that you do believe in him. You don't want to have him have any doubts about that because he is your team leader. And if he is your franchise quarterback, I think he deserves that. Secondly, you've got to be vague, intentionally so, publicly, and create as much ambiguity and curiosity about what you're going to do at number one as possible because you want every team drafting below you to think that you don't believe in Justin Fields to the point where you would take Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud and move on. I don't know if that's realistic to expect that, and I don't know what we're going to hear tomorrow, but that's the ideal. Yeah, you know, again, I think that a lot of this stuff is out of their control right now because a lot of this stuff, we are shifting into kind of the draft um, evaluation period, right? So it starts with some of these bowl games. It starts with, uh, you know, heading down to – to Memf- uh, to uh, Mobile, to to the Senior Bowl. It just there are all these sort of little draft moments that build up to the uh, to the combine and getting a chance to see different players and and teams will come to conclusions based on all of this evaluation period. And we we have seen it. We certainly saw it in the draft that uh, that Justin Fields was in, where they kind of end up creating players. You end up sort of by evaluation you go through this process and there's someone you missed and look at this guy and this is someone from an obscure school that <laughs> that no one has heard of Trey or Lance. seen well, whomever yeah. it but may be you're right though. but it happens and Zach so, Wilson yes yeah. guys become uh bigger than they seem they, right now they become hot properties if for some reason there's fabrications a run on the bank or fabrications something. yes to some degree to, well, well you you invent a player there, there's a lot of myth making going on yes and i think between now and the draft the bears better hope that there's a lot of myths being perpetuated exactly. about players who you don't know about right now right the more traffic that there is in the top five teams in the nfl draft the more activity the more curiosity the better off you're going to be if you're Ryan Poles because the higher the value of that number one pick will be. What you want is one player, one guy to emerge as the player everybody wants. Maybe it's Will Levis. Maybe it's a guy that has the kind of size and the, you know, maybe it's not, maybe the concerns about Bryce Young are that he's he's too slight of build, if not too short, Um, whatever it might be. You want there to be a guy that emerges as like, look at this chiseled pocket yes. passer that everybody you, wants. You, you you want Will Levis to be compared to Josh Allen. Exactly. You want Bryce exactly. Young to become Drew Brees. Yes. You want to lean into C.J. Stroud with whoever you want to compare him to as long as he is a Pro Bowl quarterback. <laughs> I, and I, I think that, you know, that kind of stuff happens and people convince themselves of different things and – 
it, it, these, these draft, it's never perfect the way these draft goes about, the way the, the whole process of evaluation goes about. And it always ends up with, you want to make sure you're the team that doesn't mis- oh, misunderstand yeah. that point. Or gets duped. Or Yeah, you want to make sure you're not the guy that's duped. You want to have that special player in mind that you can trade down a little bit, still get that guy, and then add more. Let me ask you this. Knowing Justin Fields, who his psyche has been one of the strongest things about him in two years as an NFL quarterback, his approach, the mm. intangibles, the leadership. Right. How much does it matter? Am I overstating that need for him to understand where the Bears are with him? Do you think that he needs a commitment? Do you think that he cares about Ryan Poles' buy-in with him as the franchise quarterback or not? Well, I, I mean, he shouldn't. He really shouldn't. He's here. He's got a couple years left on his rookie d- deal. So this is a really good time for him to just stick into the playbook and for him to just worry about getting better as a player. I, I, I think someone ought to consult, consult with him and let him know that a lot of the draft noise is just that. I hope so. And, and I don't think he needs to be worked up about anything he hears. Okay. I think that what Justin Fields did was extraordinary. He made all these big plays. But he has not proven – that he is a, a a a conventional quarterback in the NFL sense, and you're not going to win if he can't develop into that. You're not going to win long term. You need a certain amount of passing game, and and uh, you need acumen in it from him. And he's got to concentrate on that and just devote himself to being that player. He's got to kind of have his his sort of. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts off season, if you will, mm-hmm. where he just devotes to what he's doing and he keeps getting better, and that's all he worries about. That'd be great if he could mimic Jalen Hurts as long as Ryan Poles mimics Howie Roseman. Well, there you go. See, that would be what would help him that would help. take that next step. Yeah. I just wonder because there is all this talk, and it is rhetoric, but I but I also the the culture aspect. I referenced it in the Steelers. I referenced it with the Lions. I referenced it with teams that. It's real, like in Seattle. But you're the Bears, and now that's all you have to cling to is this culture, and Matty yeah, Rufus talked about it that, postgame. That's, that's hokey. I, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, we heard that from Ted Phillips one year after the season where he said that, uh, have we gotten the quarterback right? No. Have we won enough? No. But we're the envy of the league with our culture. That, that is nonsense. You know what You know what gets your culture really Talent. Winning. Well, Winning, yeah. period, end of story. And you get uh, talent, you get guys in. Take a look at what they did when they built that dynasty in New England. They got everyone buying in because they were winning. And everybody that was around it, they were winners. And everybody wanted a piece of that because they figured out how to win. That's what it is. And and I this whole, I mean... I don't disagree every with that. Every team's got a culture. I, I, every, every team's trying to build all this stuff. That just get good players. Period. End of story. I I see what you're saying. No, no. My, you don't my want bad point, personality. Good players. You, you, you don't want necessarily want bad character guys. Right. That goes without saying with with right. any team at any time. I guess all I'm saying is that if you are going to be the team that espouses this great culture, even through the midst of this this historically bad losing streak. This reminds me of the previous. It does. It does it's too, much, too many reminders. But, Molly, if you're going to be that team, then how do you let your 
franchise quarterback twist in the wind if he doesn't know how much you believe in him. That's the only reason I think there's value in assuring him privately, you're our guy. That's fine. You're our guy. You know, assure him that privately, even if he isn't your guy, because you (laughs) need him to be operating as if he is your guy. You do need him. Yes. And I think that's when all this conversation about what they do with the number one pick and Brad's story which kind of lit a match with a lot of people in Sunday's Tribune about how they have to take the best player hey. available mentality. You've got to do that regardless. You have got to do that regardless of how stocked you are at any position any year. That's why you have a staff of scouts. You have a scouting director. That's why you have a hierarchy in your front office. This is the way you do your job. This is the way the sausage is made. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great if, like, if I mean, I don't know who it is. If if Will Levis ends up, you know, getting to, but if Anthony Richardson suddenly has like an incredible workout or two, and people come to the conclusion that, you know what, like this is the guy, and he's secretly just somebody, because I think we know who the guys are, and they're actually pretty good, but you need someone to kind of pop so that there's an obvious sort of, um, kind of top to bottom to the whole. Well, thing. you you want. You want enthusiasm over a pick in the, to get to the point where yeah. people are so compelled to do anything to get that guy. And you want, you want Chris Ballard to go into his draft room the night before the draft and think, I've got to have Will Levis. I've got to have yes. Bryce Young. You've got to have a bidding war, too. Yeah. You, you're, yes. Ryan Poles is now an auctioneer. That's it. And he's got the number one pick to the highest bidder. Let the bidding begin. And he's got to appear like he'll take anybody. That it doesn't matter. I don't have to make the deal. So, I'm happy to do this. In the context of tomorrow, as much as you want to hear him say Justin Fields is totally polished as a passer and he is our guy to take us to the Super Bowl and all the things maybe he believes privately, publicly, mums the word. Because you have to create an ambiguity. You have to create the, the curiosity. You want to make that pick worth as much as possible. You stand up there tomorrow and you say, we, you know, we love our position in the draft. We are going to take the best player available. Yes. We're taking the best. We're not letting a franchise player slip past us regardless of position. Oh, and by the way, I'm open for business and just give me a call. We will do the best thing for this organization for our team moving forward and somebody will follow up well, does that mean you're willing to trade down of course i'm willing to trade down yes i'm we, open for business we are open for business that's it yeah and, and we will be until yeah the, the, the let the bidding begin yeah the, the clock stops ticking on draft night because you know what there's two clocks going on here the bears are on the clock for the draft but the clock in his office got a little louder, too, because yep. they are now on the clock, too, That's in true. a different way. The Bears, hey. Expectations are, on, are up here. But they're on the clock. I mean, the Bears are on the clock. That's what happened yesterday. They got the number one pick. They're on the clock. They're the team that has control. Now, I would not hesitate to go out. Here's the beauty of this, too, David. Like, when, when you, other than quarterback, when you talk about a lot of positions, you know, last I checked, you actually need not one defensive end, but two defensive ends. You need ends. a front seven. You need you need, you need not one tackle, but two tackles. You need both. So you you now you know what you do. Like if if I'm if I'm uh, Detroit and I got a great pass rusher and another pass rusher I like, I might go into the draft and take a pass rusher. You can never have enough. You can never have enough. So 
that is a lesson that the Bears have to keep in mind when they are looking at this. You know, go ahead. You want to solve a problem? Go ahead and draft one, trade down, draft another one, get into the second Sign round. Sign one, draft, draft one, draft another. There you go. You can never have never, too many of those. No. And you, and you got to end that. What did, what did Bigsy say it was? Negative 37. Uh, the sack differential? Holy oh, my gosh. God. First time since 1995. That's Thanks, ridiculous. Doug Coletti. Yeah. Great job. Holy God. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Back with your calls. Mully and Hall the score. Yeah, the view of the, view of the future, I think, is bright. Um, we were able to lay a foundation, and I understand, you know, from a lot of perspective, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's wins and losses, and, and we feel that way. I feel I, I hurt after losses. Coach hurts after losses. Everybody does. But I think coming away from this year, there's a lot of positives. I think we grew as a team. Our culture's right. Our locker room's right. And we're ready to, to you know, go vertical next year and build off of the foundation that we set this year. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. Mm-hmm. Did we win enough games? No. <laughs> Did we get the quarterback right? No. But the culture is there. Go vertical. Yeah, let's go vertical. That sounds good. Um, that was Ryan Poles. I don't know. I'm not down on Ryan Poles or anything, but that's a lot of noise to me talking about culture. Um, and I, I would question, David, if the foundation is set. Well, I think that before we get to the phone calls, if we're going to have an incomplete grade or not quite know what to think of Matt Eberflus, as we talked about during the pick six after a 3-14 and season, same is true for Ryan Poles. Mm-hmm. There's no difference there unless I missed something. There, there have been some hits. There have been some misses. Larry Ogunjobi, they, he was hurt. That was the guy they were going to spend money on. They uh, they tried to bid for Ryan Bates. They got him to sign a contract, but it wasn't one that his team wouldn't match. Mm-hmm. So he started for uh, Buffalo this year. You you could have used a lineman, right? You could have lo- used a three technique. Um, they they um, they've made some mistakes. It's that simple. They came out and um, you look at where they're at with this group right now. They traded away. A couple of players, no, no argument. You got rid of your best pass rusher because you you weren't going to resign him. It made sense. You got rid of your linebacker. That didn't make as much sense. You got you went out and you traded for Chase Claypool with what turns out to be the thirty second pick in the draft. It's a significantly higher pick than he it was uh, was used on him initially. And um, boy, wouldn't you like to have that first pick in the second round right now? Imagine how strong you know, of a position you would be in. Yep. Although, let's wait and see on that trade. It doesn't look good right now. It hasn't aged well. But they are in a good spot. They have the number one overall pick, and now it's it's Ryan Pohl's season. 312-644-6767. Wiley's in Logan Square. Hey, Wiley. Hey, good morning, guys. You know, earlier this morning, I heard David uh, speculating. We don't know yet whether uh, – I'm sorry, Wiley, your phone's messed up, man. Hold on. We're going to try to clean up the line, or maybe you'll call back. Uh, Rich is in Old Town. Hey, Rich. Hey, I got a, kind of a hybrid solution to the draft hmm. that I want to bounce off you two guys. Are you there? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I I, I didn't hear. Uh, here, Here's the idea, and I think Molly brought this up earlier, and I thought about this yesterday. 
Now that they slipped, first of all, they should put a statue of Lovey out in front of Soldier Field. He's the <laughs> next statue. We should send yeah. him yeah. something. They should send him Instead something. Instead of like Philly cheesesteak stuffed pizza, something. Maybe they should employ thank him. You. But go ahead. Go ahead, Rich. Give him a job. Anyway, here's the idea. And uh, I, I think I talked about this before, but I was misunderstood. I was talking about along the lines that you guys talked about, about ultimately drafting a quarterback to push fields, but not in the first slot, maybe not in the second slot. The, the disappointment for me is if, if they didn't trade the two-pick for Claypool, it would be Katie barred the door. You, got, you could conceivably have three picks trading down in the first 31 picks. Mm. So that being said, that's gone. What about this idea? What about trading down for a 2023 pick first round? I know that kind of delays, but I think they're a couple of years away anyway. You mean 2024? That's what I meant. Yeah. The yeah. following year, you're right. Thanks. Uh, to, to have a shot of, of a team you trade that pick to that isn't going to be very good, and I think you pointed that out. The Colts, the Seahawks have a, have, have a pick who, who are going to need a quarterback. There's probably three teams that are probably going to draft a quarterback, and I think they think Chicago is set with fields. Well, let me give you a blind resume and get your reaction to this. And this is if you didn't know it was Justin. In 27 games, 24 TDs, 21 uh, interceptions, 55 sacks this year, a completion record, career of 59%. Mm. And, and when you add all that up, if you didn't know it was Justin Fields, you would be having a very different discussion about a bear quarterback. Thanks, Thanks, Rich. Rich. There's some really good points there. Real quickly, I'll address it. Number one, you can't evaluate Justin Fields just by the numbers. No. I I just don't think that's fair. I understand. And the rushing numbers are through the roof. The rushing numbers are through the roof, and the highlights make you think like, wow, this is what special looks like. Secondly, I'd like the idea of getting a 2024 first-round pick if you're dealing down because you have to plan for the future and – don't think that wouldn't be part of the conversation. And the last thing is that he's right. When you look at the teams that would be motivated to move up, you want to use the Colts and the Texans being in the same division to your advantage. Yes. Neither one of those teams wants the other to get the quarterback that's going to change their future. Right. Use that to your advantage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Colts might be willing to trade ahead of the Texans to make sure that they have – the quarterback that they want, and he—it's not a guy they're playing against. But it's the guy going back to what you said, who has become this great mythological quarterback that's going to save every franchise in the National Football League. Let's go! Come on, <laughs> let's try Matthew. He's listening on the Odyssey app. Hey, Matthew. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Good. Good. Hey, I just had a, uh, a quick comment, some conjecture about the draft, and then a quick question about something Kenny Albert said yesterday on the uh, broadcast, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, just to be a, you know, Tuck's Tony Phil for just a second as far as the draft goes, um, I, I'd really like to see them take that number one personally and, and send it over to Vegas, um, maybe get Devontae Adams, who we know is not going to be happy that David Carr is not there anymore, possibly turn that into a, a one and a two or three this year and a one next year let them do whatever they're going to do with that first pick. But we solve, we, we don't solve the receiver problem, but we add a 1,500-yard receiver along with Darnell Mooney coming back next year, Claypool hopefully being better and wherever we can fill him from there. Um, and then as far as the question, um, I, as a Bears fan my whole life, I didn't realize that we lost Terry Bradshaw in a coin flip in 1974. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that happened. 
And who do we take? As who do we take with our pick? Um, Let me find that out. I, I, I yeah, know they lost no, Bradshaw. That. You that's always a forget. Famous... It's it's a footnote in Bears history that you yeah. you do want to be aware of. Yeah, because... they, the last time they had the number one overall pick was in 1947. They yeah. tied with Pittsburgh in '74, and there was a coin flip, and the the Steelers ended up with the 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 number one pick. In the it was draft. a 1970 draft. Seventy, they, not yeah, that the yeah. Uh, coin flip. And they had a Mike chance. Mike McCoy, to, they took. Mm-hmm, Mike McCoy instead of Terry Bradshaw, and um, yeah, they traded him to the pack. They traded the pick to the Packers, who took Mike McCoy. Right. The rest, they say, is history. Yeah. So, no Super Bowl. No. <laughs> no Super, no for Super you. Bowl, and and I think that uh, yeah, you don't want you don't want to be on the wrong side of history again. The the other um, point that he was making about. Um, what Brad had pointed out about uh, Devontae Adams. Yeah. He asked about Devontae Adams. I pro- we talked about it on the WBBM pregame show yesterday. Bigsy shot it down, and he makes a good point. The cap implications for the Raiders, I think, would make that an unlikely trade. And also, Devontae Adams came out last week and said that he would be willing to stay in Vegas, even without Derek Carr. And it'll probably be uh, maybe um... – Rodgers going there or Tom Brady, <laughs> someone like that. Is that all? I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right, we got Tom Thayer next. We're going to talk to the great man himself, and then we'll get back to your calls. It's Mully and Hall on the store. Have we gotten the quarterback situation completely right? No. Have we won enough games? No. Everything else is there. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.